Welcome everyone to episode 100, the centennial episode. And I'm here with Arik Becker, CEO and co-founder of Rhino Echo, all in the world of energy solar credits, uh, to be honest. Arik, how are you this morning? I'm great, thank you. How are you? I'm good, I'm good. You know, I'm always excited to bring people like yourself in because the world of sustainability energy is so important to me. Um, and I think it's not talked about enough. So I'm really excited for this episode. As always, we're sponsored by Front Team with 12 different communities, six verticals, and 3,000 members looking to connect. And I think that's what we're really here to talk about today, which is the whole world of how you can connect digital, solar, energy, our lives, and, and make this all better. So I'm going to just get right into it with you kind of introducing yourself to everyone here listening and uh, telling us a little bit about, you know, Rhino Echo in a, in a few words. Happy to. Uh, first of all, thank you for inviting. Uh, much appreciated and happy of course. to be here. Of course. Uh, so a little bit my, about myself. Uh, my name is Arik. Uh, I'm 31. Uh, I'm married uh, to Avital. I have three cute kids, six, three, and one, uh, living in Israel uh, pretty much all my life. Uh, co-founded Rhino about two years ago and before I was a lawyer. Okay. Uh, yeah, interesting episode. Prior to that, I used to work for business consultancy for a couple of years and then for a long time in the Army uh, okay. beforehand. Okay. Uh, and I think from a very young age, I was like really all about like loving to build stuff uh, sure. from scratch, like really into Legos. Okay. And I was like for many years, it was about providing services. And all of a sudden, I, I was like, what am I doing? Is it what I want to do with my life? So it was like a little bit more... How do I step back into the creation side? Like, how do you kind of go back to yeah, that inner kid sure, a little bit? Yeah, for sure, for sure. The okay. inner kid, I don't know, something with my genes, perhaps, that was a little bit more about building. Sure. Uh, so it was how, uh, pretty much, we. I wanted to found a company. Uh, found my partner, and he found me at the same time, Zoa. And we just decided to go for it. It was a matter of first going for it, and then finding uh, sure. what it will probably be. And I think this is a little bit about me and what I do. Okay, sure. So, and what is it that Rhino actually does? Okay, cool. In, give me the elevator pitch. The, the elevator pitch. So, Rhino is a financing uh, platform uh, designed for uh, people who want to go solar. And what we do is uh, pretty simple. We help people who want to go solar find the best financing offer relevant for them in order to make the solar price or how much it would cost them a non-issue. Today, okay. the financing part is probably the hardest or how do I pay for it? How am I? How do I know it will make money for me over the long run? is the number one reason why people don't go solar. Sure. And we decided let's tackle that problem in whichever way we can. Sure. And that's right now. So when you say go solar, right? Because that's such like an, first of all, I love that because I feel like that needs to be like now like the, I don't know, the tagline of the entire movement, right? Like go solar, right? You know, um, but I want to know what that means to you. You know, kind of like, are you talking about giving, you know, uh, me, Jordan, a solar panel and saying, okay, now you're solar or are you putting it on my house or am I putting it on my business, my car? What am I doing? Cool. So going solar on our end, at least for now, right. and the way we focus is on helping people put solar panels on their roof. Okay. Uh, photovoltaic panels, which mean they can make electricity from those panels on their house. And instead of taking electricity from the grid, they can utilize it themselves. Okay. It's just like having an asset on your roof. Sure. It makes you electricity, which is worth money. Right. Uh, just out there. And well, that's what we're trying to bridge, make sure that everyone can get that thing on their roof, regardless of where that roof is, and enjoy it. And what's stopping people today from doing it already? Like, is it actually the fact that it's just expensive? So it's a mixture of stuff. First of all, it's expensive. It's, okay. not, it's not very like cheap. Like getting solar panels is expensive. I, I would say like the, the average cost of system in the States could be up to $30,000. So $30,000? So it is, it is an expense wow. that people have to take into consideration. Yeah. Uh, but I think the main thing is not necessarily how much do I pay for it is whether or not I know will actually turn out to be a money maker for me. Okay. And that, ah, so you're expecting people using Rhino to basically get solar panels and then they get solar energy and then they are also making money? So that's the idea in general. When, whenever you get solar, 
like whether or not you use uh, Rhino's uh, financing in order to do so, sure. uh, you're expected uh, to get money in the long term. You're expected to uh, return your investment in those solar panels. Uh, and it's supposed to make you financially in a better place. Sure. How do you, how do you normally kind of in a sense get that money kicked back to you? You know, for people who in a sense don't know, I I know a little bit that there are you know tax credits you can get and stuff like that, which is always good. It means you're you know obviously not having to pay tax that you shouldn't be paying, right? Yeah, for sure. But at the end of the day, you know, is it that you're putting it back into the grid? Are you you know providing let's say your neighbor who doesn't have solar uh, uh, energy? You know, what is it exactly? So it's a great question. The first first thing first, you're whatever you're producing and. If you're using it on the same time, uh, you're producing for yourself. Instead of uh, purchasing electricity from the grid, you right. actually are your own utility, uh, okay. in a sense. So nice. that's awesome. First of all, you get like immediate savings on those ends. Right. Whatever. Not dealing with the electric company either. Exactly. You know. Whatever you're producing access, the electricity company would actually buy that electricity from you. Sure. Like you're a power plant. Right. In a sense. Okay. Uh, so it'll be the electricity uh, utility company that will buy it, but. Your neighbors would probably the one would be that you will use it. Okay. So that's uh, another one, and the whole other atmosphere is how does the government, whichever where we are, uh, give us incentives in order to do so? And some of them was those tax credits you, you mentioned, and on that case, it could be a very significant part of uh, incentivizing people into going solar. Sure. Make sure that the returns are better. Right. No, one hundred percent. Because at the end of the day, you know, if if I have incentive, I'm going to do it now. One of the things I've always like kind of uh, looked up in solar is that there's a big issue with storage, right? Big energy storage issue, batteries, uh, all sorts of things like that, right? So how today are you guys aiming to solve that? Is it, is it, is it something that you guys even solve, really? So Rhino doesn't provide the storage by itself, but we see from clients that there is a very significant like uprise in the need uh, of storage options. Many okay. of the people go solar not because necessarily it will save them money. A lot of them even go into that space because they feel like they don't want like a blackout. Like mm. You would say many of the Americans would want their Netflix to keep on rolling right. once there is a blackout. Right. It's more important to them than necessarily saving money. Right. Zombie apocalypse happens. I still got Netflix. I still got everything going no on. No problem. Okay. Exactly. Right. So storage for them is a very big deal. Uh, in general, it's the probably the main barrier of making uh, solar a very widely adopted sure. uh, solution. Uh, but there are options out there. It's still... Expensive, sure. very expensive, not necessarily cost-effective all the time. Okay. But Rhino does help people support it financially if they right. want to go solar also with a battery. So that's another option we sort of give and help people pretty much tailor the financial solution to whatever solar storage or whatever other sustainable upgrades in their homes that they need. Sure. Yeah. And so, like, you know, in that sense, what type of traction have you guys been able to gain, you know, with all these kind of options you're offering people? Because two years, you're, you know, we, we even had, a, you, were, you were telling me you were at a, in, in the States doing business there, right? So I imagine you guys have to be getting some type of traction here. You know, what, what, what's going on? So it was funny. We actually started out in Israel. Uh, solving that very same problem. Okay. Uh, and, it, and it took ground here. It took root. It, it took ground. It okay. was great. Okay. I mean, things in Israel are always kind of slower sure. uh, than in the States. Right. And regulation here is a little bit more heavier. And the market is very, very small. In right. the end of the day, regardless Nine million of, people. What are you going to do? Exactly. Okay. Regardless of how much I grow, in the end of the day, it's almost like, for us, it's a sixth of a market. Like, like literally. 100%. Like, just the market in New York. Alone. I was going to say, we're, we're yeah. what, the country here is 9 million people. There's 8 million people in New York. We've got a million more maybe? Yes. You know? No, so j- just in New York, there's so much more rooftop available in order right. to put solar on. So it's, it was it was a clear way for us to move forward. And we definitely understood that New York would be like, and, and in the States in general, right. would normally be the, the past there. Uh, so we started out here and then started to better understand how we can even work in the States. In the end of the day, we're working a very uh, interesting angle which is very highly regulated on both ends, where sure. both a financing company 
and both an energy uh, company. Okay. And that gives you a whole lot of regulation that you have to deal with. Like a fun fact, uh, Rhino is the first and only Israeli company providing electricity directly to consumers in the States. Wow. So That's insane. It is. Like, wait, so, can we like go back there for a second? You like said that so matter-of-factly. I was like, wait, wait. You're the first Israeli company providing power exactly. to They're, the people in the States. Directly to consumers. Residential Residential, like people are wow. literally buying electricity from Rhino if we own that system on their roof. Okay. So th- there's like one of the types of financing we're putting out there, and the idea for us was to like there was a, like a very significant process that we had to go through in order to make sure that works. Uh-huh. And we launched our product or our final product or not final but but the main product uh, earlier this year, and it's been great. And at the end of the day, what we're where we're stationed is we're working with. Uh, solar distributors or uh-huh. people who sell solar and what they do is they approach directly the homeowner we don't approach them directly in the end of the day okay. it's a lot of hard work okay uh, selling it planning it making sure it all works and they're just using it for the final like us for the final part to make sure that deal checks out so you're basically helping actually the solar distributors you're Ex- not actually exactly. really reaching the customer not at all so wow so, so you're actually b2b exactly so we're b2b to c in a sense uh but yeah it's it's and here i was thinking b2c the entire time no no, no. so it's, it's yeah. definitely b2b like just like my last trip uh, i was like a few days ago in the states so you're sitting down with a uh, blue collar hard-working uh, installers electricians right. like in the states people who go around and selling it door-to-door and we have a platform that helps them sell solar better and just find financing for it. It's like, it's very similar to what you could have in your car dealerships. Like right. most of the time you try to check out and then sure. they'll say, I'll find you a loan in order to buy that car. Right. Exactly the same thing. Or even more, or even a mortgage, even in a residential exactly. house if you're buying exactly. the house, you know? Exactly. And so when you guys were kind of, you know, I guess evaluating the market, right? You know, you guys saw obviously that there was an opportunity here to help the solar guys as opposed to just helping the consumer. But like, why not just help the consumer? I know that a lot of people are in a sense, you know, a lot of companies we can say in the solar or even larger energy field are going straight to consumer a lot of them so what was your take on that why not so i think the main focus with us was how much we expend on on marketing and getting to consumer in general it's very hard wherever you are mm-hmm. uh, to get directly to consumers uh, and there's already a very significant work being done with those uh, solar uh, sales guys and sure. distributors uh, to work on that angle uh, and we just wanted to empower them. We don't necessarily have to be the face of everything. Sure. At the end of the day, there are guys out there who can do like deals of up to tens of millions of dollars a month. Right. So we can just hop onto that, make sure they're closing more, increase their like closing rate rather than just starting the whole work from scratch. Right. So it's all about empowering both them and the people. They already want to do it. We're just making sure it happens. Right. It's like a win-win, right? It's like at the end of the day, he wants the solar, exactly. right? At the end of the day, this guy gets the business to put the solar on. And now we're just making everyone happier and they can do more. They can do bigger projects, whatever. Exactly. It's just about making the connection. It's not necessarily making the connection between them, but it's making the connection between them and the actual financing ability, making sure that the money issue is not an issue. Uh-huh, which right. is the number one issue and the number one barrier of actually adopting solar today. So, so let's assume I'm just, you know, I, I, I'm, I'm a guy. I come to the platform. I know I already want to go on solar. Uh, you know, Johnny, my installer, says, hey, Jordan, go on the platform. I go on the platform. I'm looking at it. What, what, what do I get? Are you giving me like kind of like an offer of, okay, it's $30,000, but with our financing deal of whatever, whatever, it's going to be 20000 down payment, 15000 down payment, 10000 down payment, pay the rest later? Exactly. So what we're trying to do is pretty much give you the, the straightforward uh, how much it would cost you if you want to buy it straight out there. Mm-hmm. And then there are two other options that are unique for Rhino. First one would be how do you take a loan for mm-hmm. it and mm-hmm. sort of uh, pay that uh, price over time. And the third part uh, option is a lease. Mm-hmm. Actually, go don't put down any down payment, right. have someone take that, uh, take 
the care of everything that has to do with that system over time and just enjoy it. Uh, just enjoy your electricity, pay me some sort of a subscription model for the electricity nice. and like that's energy as a service type wow. of model. And, I, and it's de- decentralized at that point because I'm doing it from my house. The guy, next guy can do it from his house and it doesn't matter. Absolutely. Well, and I have full control. Absolutely. So let's think about this then, you know, from like a larger perspective, right? You know, well, actually, first I want to ask you, what was the actual experience kind of jumping into the American energy policy world? Because I imagine that must have been, honestly, for an Israeli company, probably a little intimidating. It was nuts. Like we, I think we, I think we, I think we, I think we <laughs> didn't, like we, we weren't able, like we weren't, like we didn't think of it to begin with as such a barrier. Right. And once we hit it, we understood it's such a barrier. But at the end of the day, once you're like, you got your mindset onto it, you can do it. It's about getting good uh, service providers there to help you out. It's about being determined and make sure you do all the right stuff. Uh, Did you get partners too in the process? Like, were you partnering with, let's say, local energy grids, energy companies, so whatever it was? Utilities, energy companies, okay. the actual governments themselves, being in touch with them, getting all the the regulations the stuff worked out. So it's a right. lot of hard work, not necessarily a, a normal startup sort of approach in order right. to do so, because there are barriers. But once you get the hang of it and you know how to get it, like from now we're we expanded to over today we're active in over ten states. Wow! Okay. Uh, and it's Congrats. growing really, really fast. And yeah. once you know how to do it, you, you can do it. Right. And then and then I'm sure also kind of in a sense once one state regulates and says like, hey, they're they're kosher. Exactly. We'll, it's it's we'll a little bit on. easier yeah. to go hop onto the other ones. Right. And we started out in the hardest place. So it's probably where did you start? In New York. In New York. Okay. Yeah. yeah. I mean, also kind of a, a you know kind of a baseline. Right. Exactly. If New York says yes, then. It's probably going to be okay for the rest of this. So most of them are like in similar process. In the end of the day, it was a little bit easier to get through all of those as well. Okay, for sure. Now, you know, in in getting uh, you know your initial traction with with you know the 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 solar guys, did you guys grow initially just from kind of traction with them and getting them you know onboarding, or did you have to get investment at first? So we started out at first. Uh, we started out here in Israel, like okay. directly. Uh, utilized uh, Zohar's and my own uh, education funds just to get stuff started. Put okay. down like put up a, a platform. Uh-huh. Put down some of our money as the financing money in order right. to do it, and just starting from there. Uh, before we started and before we reached the states, we need we did need to get uh, some sort of initial funding in order to be like somewhere in the area of right. even getting a service provider to help us with anything sure. that has to do with moving to the states. Uh, so first investment, uh, uh, VC investment in the company. It was around September uh, 2021. Okay. Uh, and then another, like we are in the midst of closing a very significant uh, round awesome. uh, just these days. So that's... so how is it convincing investors? I mean, now you're clearly in the in the you know the process of it, but how is it at least even in the early days, you know, kind of convincing that initial VC, hey, this is something you need to do. This is something worthwhile, and this is something that's also different than the other guys on the market who are trying to give credits and everything, right? So, so it's, it's a good thing. I think to be, like, we, I don't know if we pride ourselves, but we're, we're probably one of the companies who got, had, the, the, like, the most no's on the way. Okay. Uh, a lot of no's. Uh, it's a weird market, different market. Sure. Trying to tackle both finance and energy in the same time seemed like a little bit disfocused for many of them to begin with. Okay. Uh, and I think for us, the main way to sort of get it out there a lot of what we do in a day to day, both in the financial world and in the like the tech world itself, is very sure. very complex. Okay. Uh, but it, for us, it was all about finding a way to simplify stuff. Oh, uh, make sure. I like that. So exactly, you know? a, a little bit what you, like you do here, yeah, yeah, like high tech on the low. Right. Try to make sure people understand it in a simple, effective manner. It's right. also about what we do with clients. At the end of the day, they take on like weird loans, right. complex leases, 100%. like weird agreements going on. Solar in general is is tough to understand. And like you, you can look at our like our interfaces. It's it's very friendly, super simple. Trying to get to the point of exactly what people need to know and what they want to know, and sort of go with the flow and streamline everything. So right. that was like a little bit 
both from also from the sales end, but both with the with the investors end. In the end of the day, they need to understand that they invest in something they can they can grasp. Right. And once we got there, it was it was a little bit. It was it's never easy, but it was easier. No, but I think that's always the game, right? Is trying to how do you simplify the message down? Exactly. You know, I mean, as a marketer, you know, storyteller myself, you know, with my company and everything, working with different startups, that's always something that I that I always say is like, you know, you're not talking to yourself. You know, that's what I always say, say is the, the biggest joke about, you know, investor presentations is that you have these founders who come up, they talk to themselves, but it's like, no, you need to simplify it for the guy. He needs to understand why it's interesting to exactly. him. Exactly. Um, so I find that, you know, definitely you're on point. Now, I wanted to kind of talk about the larger maybe sustainability movement for you guys, because at the end of the day, you guys are kind of hitting this very interesting crossroads, right? You know, you have, as you said, you have finance on one side and you have the, the solar credits, which is energy. But there's a whole play here, which is that, you know, we need sustainable energy. We need renewable energy. We want people want to also kind of have more control in their life. They want to have more abilities to kind of, you know, dictate the way in which they live their life in a sustainable fashion. Right. So what are you kind of seeing as some, I guess, trends? And I, I would say maybe specifically in solar or uh, energy as a whole that you guys are seeing and are kind of like, uh, I would say, bullish about. So I think in general, like to begin with, we try to focus on that area. Uh, mainly because it was a was a very significant passion from Zoa's side, my partner. Okay. Uh, he oh, he's found, a solar guy. No, he founded uh, like uh, environmental uh, NGOs before. Okay. So it was never about solar specifically. Right. But it was trying to find a but way. It's helping the world. Yeah. In the end okay. of the day, like in the end of the world, like in a sustainable way, and I was a lot more about uh, helping the world, like more in a financial way. How do you actually help and empower? Uh, each and every family, like financially, right? It's a consultant so, lawyer versus the hippie uh, exactly. come together, you know. Uh, so okay. a hippie tech guy, right. super smart, yeah. Right. Super, but yeah, all right. of that. Uh, right, so, right. We don't want to. We're not poo pooing. Nah, 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 for, for sure, for sure, for <laughs> sure. Uh, and uh, so that was, I think, the, the sort of the start behind it. And we sort of hit that crossroad in a very, very interesting time. Mm. Uh, first of all, there's a very big movement out there of uh, electrification. There is like tons of stuff that we need more electricity to move forward. Right. We're getting to an understanding that we can uh, keep supplying that electricity based on how we used to do mm-hmm. it. Mm-hmm. We're just running out of resources to do it. And those, like, while running out of those resources, we're just, like, ruining our planet. Right. Uh, so it's kind of like a double whammy. It, <laughs> it's like, it, we can't do this and we won't have enough. So what are we going to do? Exactly. You know? and, and I think in the same time, uh, the whole uh, Russia-Ukraine thing going on, uh, electricity prices, right. like, skyrocketed in no time in some of our areas. People are, like, in the beginning of the year, just, like, they doubled their electricity rate like in one month. Wow. And for, for like families it was like an actual expense of it. Like for some of them was critical. Right. Uh, so all the mixture of that to help people to stop paying what they used to pay for uh, electricity and all the sort of backwind or tailwind we're getting uh, from that environmental friendly talk right. uh, was a very, very big uh, thing for us. And we sort of wrote it and we're still writing that way. Right. So you kind of look at more of like, I guess, the larger market trends yourself. And exactly. you're saying like there's kind of like a move towards a need for renewable energy, exactly. whatever that might be. Exactly. Are you guys thinking that you might end up moving on to other energy sources like water or wind or something like that? So it's a, it's a great question. Could be. Okay. And Not in the immediate term, it sounds no, like. No, but, but okay. we're already seeing that we're a little bit expanding the immediate, uh, like it's not only solar, it can also be storage and we're also financing uh, EV chargers. Uh, oh, wow. For, so... Like, it's not only getting that, it's about getting people more uh, sustainably, uh, energy efficient, uh, anywhere we can save them money and save the planet at the same time, uh-huh. we're probably somewhere we'd like to, to step into. Yeah, so it doesn't so much matter exactly what the thing uh, is. I'm, I'm not a big fan of the panel itself. So there's no, like, not, not a very strong passion for solar, just passion about, like, 
doing good for the world. Exactly. Okay, and putting people on the right on the right path when it for comes sure. to that. Now, for sure. There's another element that I wanted to ask you too about your whole process. Now, do you guys? What about maintenance? Right. You know, how does that work? Because at the end of the day, if I'm leasing or I'm or I'm, uh, you know, uh, uh, financing to buy, right? You know, I have to worry about if there's a chip or, you know, I, I even think of it myself, you know, coming from Denver, Colorado, there's snow half the year, right? You know, it just falls on the panel, right? So how, how do I make sure that I'm maintaining it? Do you guys help with that? So I think for a client, it's, it, for most cases, it's one of the number one sort of concerns, like what do I do? Like I'm not a power plant right. upkeeper I'm, I'm not used to doing it sure, it's not, sure, it's not sure. my, my yeah, thing of course. It's, not my, it's not what i want yeah, to do either you exactly know? <laughs> so for us it was all about how do you get a sort of hassle-free solution uh-huh. so we have a very wide network of partners we work with that can help you do that in the end of the day there are people out there who can either clean maintain uh, inspect monitor whatever you need or right. to make sure that system makes most of the energy and most money for you there are probably other people who would like to help you along that so it could be added on as an additional subscription. Sometimes you can even offer it for free if we do it like in the right places. Right. Uh, so I think that's that's about it. In the end of the day, we try to make it a non-issue as well. Interesting. Now the other thing I wanted to ask is, in your opinion, because you, you know the way in which you guys grew is very interesting, right? You both started in Israel, had to go through the regulating you know hoops, and then actually see if it works, and then you want to move to the states, and you had to get partners, you had to get you had to get the regulatory uh, compliance as well. What in your mind was probably the the number one thing that really helped you guys get adopted there? Was it the partners or was it the regulatory compliance? So I think the regulatory compliance was just like to get into the front door. Like the front door, it literally didn't help us at all. Okay. In the end of the day, it was... So it's kind of just the red tape you got to go through? Yeah, exactly. In the end of the day, it was a lot more about how do we manage that network, make sure we like fit into what those uh, solar installers need and how they're used to selling it and make sure that our platform supports it. Uh-huh. And were uh, you like talking to them directly? All the understand? time. So all the time wow. being there, being there with them once they sell, getting a better understanding of how it actually happens. And it doesn't end on day one. It's right. constantly being done. Like just in the other day, I was with them at a sales call, getting to a better understanding of where the hiccups, how do I make it better for you? How do I streamline wow. the process for okay. you know, to make sure it works? So it's an ongoing work. It'll probably keep on like going like with all our, uh, like, like all our team, like that's our number one goal in life at the moment. <laughs> well, good. Uh, so, it should be. Uh, just making that process for them better. Right. You know, it's interesting too. I think as, you know, uh, my background being more like UI, UX, you know, I always tell people you got to talk to the person to actually know what's going on, right? I always like to say, you know, you, you build something, got to test it. If, it. if it works, they get the feedback. Then you keep doing iterations and iterations. Exactly. And that's what I love what you're doing there. It's like you're actually sitting on the call. You're actually there. You're talking to the guys. You're learning really from them. You're not just saying, okay, uh, you know, uh, we think this. No, it's like you're going, you're talking, and you're, and you're learning. I think there's a lot of... Uh, you know, a real lesson there too to, to actually kind of learn how you guys can also fit better in the energy space. Now, we're kind of coming towards the end of the interview and I would like to ask you, you know, you're, you're kind of a, a recent entrepreneur. This is like your first real goal. It seems like it's going very well in the last two years, you know, in terms of growth. I'm sure there's a lot of mess. I'm sure there's a lot of stuff we don't know. <laughs> all, the, all the time. hundred <laughs> percent, I'm, I'm imagining. But what is like your advice now for someone who's maybe in your position, right? And is looking to start a new job, uh, a new job, a new, you know, startup, or, or even specifically in the energy space or in the green space, green tech space, we can call it. Um, what's your advice for them? Because I imagine you have a very unique perspective too, also kind of you know, coming from the consultant and law profession and kind of coming into it from a much different like way as opposed to being you know, someone, let's say, who's already known it to be a self-starter, sold companies, built to this, you know, whatever it might be. So I think the number one, like in general, they're – Tons of hiccups on the way, right? And you need to work very hard to get other people to believe in what you're doing. 
uh, starting with your family, which mm-hmm. is actually the basis. Make sure that they're aligned with you because they're going to suffer with you like, like throughout that time. So making sure your partner is alongside you, uh, which my mine is, uh, and it definitely helps a lot and, and just moves us forward. Uh, second part is just getting the right partner, uh-huh. I think, a uh, business partner, uh, <laughs> making like sure it. you're you're like like minded. Uh, just because it's it's like you got to be a little crazy to go through all the nose and all the hard stuff, and and you need those sort of people to to keep you insane right. and and you like to know that keep you're, you sane. You mean to keep you yeah. sane yeah. <laughs> and, and insane in some yeah, cases, right, but yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. keep me sane right. uh, in the process. Uh, so all about that. Uh, I think it's 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 all the, like also getting uh, like employees and people that work in a company uh, to believe it, to be with you along the way. So I think all the time is just like to make sure people are with you and believing in what you're doing, right? And try to surround you with with people in that nature. I think in the end of the day, after that, it's all about like tackling a ch- one challenge at a time and just right. like keep pushing forward. I, I think, think it's you're real- right. You know, it's it, like there's a, a large a large ability there in terms of what you're talking about of people. Exactly. You know. So I think I think it's relevant for every startup, regardless of it's it's a more as a sustainable land or or, right. or regardless of what it is. But in the end of the day, it's like I mean, even starting any company. Uh, so it's definitely my sort of day to day. Uh, which I feel would probably be the number one uh, recommendation on my end. Amazing, amazing. I, first of all, I have to tell you, I think you're the first one to ever really bring up their family as the first thing, right? And I think that's so true because, you know, it's so easy to get derailed when your family's not behind you and your partner doesn't support you and the next, the next, the next. I hear it all the time from founders who, you know, they're not making the money they need and their wife needs them to make it or their kids need them at home or whatever it might be. So it's so real. And I think I want to also say thank you for bringing that up. Because I think a lot of people don't admit that, that that's a real thing. So anyways, Arik, it was really great having you on the show. Um, yeah, I, I think this was very interesting, really unique company that you got here. I'm excited to see where it goes. Thank you. Thank you very much for the time. Appreciate it. Appreciate it.